What's up? Friends, families, families and friends. Um, I just want to welcome you. Uh, if you're joining us online, welcome to you as well. Uh, and just want to say a warm welcome here from Lakeland Vineyard to wherever you are. Couch, recliner, car, I don't know. All right, but welcome you. Um, we are going to have in the room, we're going to have a, a ministry time later. Basically, it just means that people are going to be available to pray with you um, about things that are going on in your life. And so uh, if you're online, someone will be with you. Uh, if you chat about that, someone will be there with you um, to pray with you. Uh, we also encourage you to give here at Lakeland Vineyard. Uh, you can do that at lakelandvineyard.org uh, forward slash give. Uh, you can give in the room too. There's two small churches back there. Um, and just want to say again, reiterate this. Uh, last week we were able to um, minister through your generous giving. Uh, we were able to minister to roughly 54 families at Medell Elementary School. Uh, we're able to have Thanksgiving dinner because of you guys. Uh, we did set a goal for $1,890. Uh, for those families, and you guys gave uh, $4,388. And so I just want to celebrate that. I mean, I think that's so cool. So like that you guys uh, answered that call. And so what we're going to be able to do um, is we're going to be able to roll some of that money then into Christmas families, where last year we were able to um, give Christmas to 11 families uh, this year, our goal is to do that with 12 families, and so part of that money that was left over, we're going to roll that into uh, food for those families, all right? And then we have a goal uh, to raise uh, $75 per child and $100 per adult, um, and so that's a total for about $5,100. We're going to receive the actual family list this week. And so we'll know exact numbers on how many kids there are, how many adults there are. Um, and so I just would love for you to uh, be a part of that. Let's see if we can just bless these families. Uh, again, I really believe this, that that is part of the kingdom work, right? Uh, is to, to be Jesus to the people around us. And so I just wanted to thank you guys again for Thanksgiving families. Looking forward to Christmas families. Um, but right now, what I want to do is uh, take a couple minutes. You guys can say what's up to somebody in the room. If you're in the room, if you're online, text somebody and say what's up. Uh, also, at lakelandvineyard.org slash connect, you can fill out a connect card. We would love to uh, be in contact with you. Uh, we will not over-inundate you with uh, emails and this kind of stuff. Um, and you are at any moment. You guys know that beautiful button, if you have a iOS device up in the upper left-hand corner called unsubscribe. And so if you're like, I'm tired of hearing from them, just unsubscribe, um, and then we'll add you back onto the list. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. So, uh, no. so uh, take two minutes, say what's up to somebody in the room, and uh, if you could fill out that Connect card, that would be awesome. We'll be back in two.
Am I on check? Yes, there we go. All right, if you would stand with me. We're gonna, usually we do, a, uh, typically we do a scripture reading right here, but we're gonna do something else during the Advent season. Um, it's an old thing called doxology. We're gonna sing this beast a cappella, all right? Um, now, yeah, you wanna, okay. So if you guys know it, it'll be up there. All right, so let's, uh, here's a, and the, before we even start singing, and some of you are like, okay, what's the tune? Like, we're uh, we doing like a 50s swing tune? No, all right, uh, we're gonna do it the classic way. Rick's gonna lead us. He just found that out. And, um, and so here's what, here's what I wanna do is, is I believe this, that we, when we, uh, when we sing, um, that it's worship, right? That when we sing, it, it can be prayer. So I don't think... Uh, you know, just the, the, the regular, like, dear God, please help me right now. I didn't study for this test, but please help me. Okay, <laughs> that's prayer, uh, but this can be prayer as well. And so, you want to go ahead? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Dang, y'all stay standing. Hold on a second. Now, we're going to do something different now. Let's just take it to the next level. Can we do that? All right. If you, wanna, if you know how to sing harmony... Let's do that, all right? If you don't, just sing what you were singing before, okay? <laughs> okay, so go ahead, Rick. Praise God from whom all blessings So if you didn't catch that the first time, there are Sundays to come in Advent that we're going to do that. You guys be at home. We might switch the key every week, so I don't know if your harmonies are going to lock every week. But, um, and so, but I just, I believe this, that there's something about saying, you know, hey, God, we're just here to worship you. We recognize your splendor, your greatness, your goodness, and we just want to worship you with our entire lives. And so we have a little video, real short video, um, about the first candle of Advent.
Claire Britt, where are you? Claire has been dreaming about this moment for years, lighting the first candle of Advent. This is literally, yeah, you can come on up. Um, yeah, and this is like her moment. So we're gonna light the candle of hope today. And usually, okay, if you've never been here before during Advent, here's what I wanna say to you. Usually we have a lighter that is brand new and somehow it doesn't work. So this year I decided we're gonna take it to the next level. All right? (laughs) We are going, there's no way this is not gonna work, okay? Claire, don't burn yourself. We're gonna go ahead and light the, uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. There we go. Just light it there. Don't burn the, you're gonna have to hold it for a second. There it is. All right. Now, Claire. All right. All right. So, that was good stuff, Claire. I told Claire I was going to make her read scripture and stuff like that. Do you want to sing doxology or no? Okay. Okay. So, Claire, you're the first one to use the butane torch. All right. Um, I just figured there was no way for things to go wrong. Well, there's a lot of ways things could have gone wrong there, but um, yeah, that would have, <laughs> table lights on fire. Um, so, uh, but, but the scripture we just saw there uh, out of Isaiah and what we're gonna talk about today is hope. And, and I wanna read to you beyond just verse two there in Isaiah um, chapter nine, uh, verse two through seven. Uh, It says this, and I'm going to be reading out of the NRSV. It says this, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They receive before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, His authority shall grow continually. And there shall be endless peace from the throne of David and His kingdom. He will establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness for this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And so... As Claire lights this candle of hope, I can't help but think as there was seemingly darkness in this wreath here, this Advent candle set up, is there's this small glimmer of hope. And it really makes me think of this amount of light that you need when you're in a completely dark room, the amount of light you need to see around is is very little, but but that light is, is saving in the fact that it keeps you from stepping on the dreaded Lego, right? It keeps you from jamming your toe on the bedpost. 
And that little tiny light that's lit is, is, a, is a way forward. And I wonder, you know, as we've been traversing these last couple years of difficulty, of times of unrest, uh, I wonder if you, like me, have been in a, in a dark place. And that doesn't mean without Jesus, but it means this. There's an there's a old um, uh, Spanish mystic, his name's uh, St. John of the Cross, and he wrote this book, and it's called The Dark Night of the Soul. And The Dark Night of the Soul is, it's very um, unwestern in the fact that it recognizes that even as followers of Christ, that sometimes things are very difficult. And even in the difficulty, what we can find is life. And we can find light. And we can find hope. And so the dark nights of our soul, this is the places where we believe, maybe we believe this, is that God, we're asking, where are you? The dark night of our soul might be the place where we feel abandoned by God Almighty in the middle of everything that is going on. We feel alone, we feel exposed. But I believe this, it's where a foundation starts to be poured. It's where the place of discomfort and pain is where hope is often planted. Rarely do you see a seed planted on top of the soil. If you do, it's going to die. It's not going to do well. It's not going to be able to take root. So I believe that God works in and through the pain and discomfort. As we said a couple weeks ago, that, that we, we love the glory of Christ, right? We just don't want to suffer with him. And I think we've done a disservice in the Western church of understanding that, no, we're actually called to suffer with him. That even in a place where, where we try to eliminate pain and sorrow as much as we possibly can, even glazing over it with things that might become addictions, we need to come to a realization that in suffering, there can be life. That in this, in this dark place, as these people experience, as the, uh, the writer here says, that in this dark, dark place, a great light has shone. And I just wonder this morning, uh, as we talk about hope, I, I would love for you to, I wonder if you would go with me on this, is that we're not talking about a, a wishful desire for everything just to and disappear. Now, how many of you guys have been in the darkness and, uh, of life? I'm not talking about a room. The darkness of life, and, you, and you're thinking, boy, I wish all this stuff would just disappear. Like now would be great. Like, God, where are you at in all this? I don't, I don't see you in all of this. I'm not talking about that kind of hope. What I'm talking about is, is a deep desire and even a desperation to see all things made new. And what is the hope that dwells within us 
if not Jesus Christ, the eternal word. And maybe I would guess in a, in a small room like this that there would be some people that are walking through the dark night of the soul, even now. Um, I would even guess that, that if you're here and you're breathing, that you might have walked through the dark night of the soul. And let me encourage you, be really encouraging, is this, if you haven't, <laughs> you will. Wow, thanks to, way to start off Advent with that, all right? But it's the reality of what Jesus has called us to. Now, does it mean that you have to walk around and you have to be all, you know, ashes and sackcloth and all this stuff? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is if we put ourselves in a position to learn, that's where we find hope, though. Learn from Jesus. Because hope has a name. His name is Jesus. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says this, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And the question that I want to ask this morning of us is really simple. And it's this. What are the things hoped for? In that verse, what, what do they talk about? Of course, that is the, the great faith chapter in Hebrews. Uh, that's in the New Testament of the Bible, and you can read that when you get home, and it's pretty awesome. But, but what is this? The assurance of things hoped for. And as we look at the Advent season, this is, we're talking about Jesus who was prophesied over and over again in the Old Testament, Right? And then in this, like, in this little one-page gap here uh, between the New Testament and the Old Testament, you have about 500 years in that one page. Now, here's the deal. It has no words on it, okay? So I don't want you guys to go home and be like, I'm gonna take a look at that, all right? It doesn't have any words, all right? There's this 500 intertestimonial period of silence, and then we see John come on the scene and he's talking about, about Jesus and, and he's talking about, you know, there's one that I'm not even worthy to untie uh, the, the sandals of his feet, but he's coming. And as Josh spoke earlier today, you heard him talk about how Jesus came with this anonymity. He didn't come grandly. He came and was born in a manger. And in that, we can find hope. And it says this, if we refer back to the, the, the scripture from Isaiah, you don't have to go there on the screen, just listen. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, Christ with us. It is Jesus who is the light of the world. Jesus, who walks in the darkness with you. You are not alone. It is Jesus, God incarnate, who invites you to take his yoke, that he says his yoke is easy and that his burden is light. And not only this, he doesn't just give you a yoke, you're yoked to him. And so there's hope in that. I don't have to go through this life alone. 
I am yoked to one who is stronger than me, who has experienced the same things that I have, maybe even worse, but he will walk through it with me. He will not leave me or forsake me. And there's hope in that. It is Jesus who experienced the dark night of the soul. In Gethsemane, do we remember when you read through that story, more than just a story from pages long ago, this is the reality of who the king was, that he goes, Father, if this is your will, I will do it, but if it's not, will you please take this from me? Experiences on the cross, abandonment for us. It is Jesus who walks with you now. How does this work, Andy? Like, how the whole Christian thing, like, what do we do? How do I, I've seen people that are, that are Christians, um, I think, and how, how does that work? Here's what I would say. It's real easy. Follow Jesus. Well, how do we do that? I would say this. Open up to Matthew. You don't have to right now. But I wouldn't even start in Matthew because the first chapter, you're going to be like, dude, that's a lot of names that I can't pronounce. Okay, so I would just go to John maybe or start in Mark if you want something easy, like 16 chapters, all right? Uh, but I would start there and then I would start to get to know Jesus. And here's how, here's, this is what I love about Jesus, right? All you have to say is something simple like this. Um, Jesus, I'm just interested in knowing you. And you feel, you might feel like a weirdo because you're like saying this into what you think is the air. <laughs> But I believe this, that God will show up and meet you there. I really do. I believe it because I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in my own life. And, and here's what it was. Jesus is the one who understands the deepest cries of agony and desperation. And he is the one who embraces those cries with tender love. And I've seen that in my own life. How can he embrace the agony is because he's lived through the agony. Jesus is the one who understands the torture of rejection. And what does he do with that? The torture of rejection, he wraps you in his grace and he receives you and he doesn't reject you. Well, Andy, I'm a pretty bad person. I've done some pretty bad things. Well, the person on the cross to Jesus' left and to his right had done some pretty horrific things too. But here's what, one was little cocky, laughing. I don't know how you're laughing on a cross. I don't know where you get to that. You must be delusional or delirious or something. So you're laughing. And the other one's like, hey, I, I mean, I want to follow you. And Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise. That's really the simplicity of following Christ is, hey, I want to follow you. I want to I be like you are. I want to learn more about you. I want to know who you are. And so he understands the rejection. He wraps that rejection in grace and he receives you. Jesus is the one who understands the deepest of wounds. And he's the one that heals in the deepest places of our pain in our lives. How does Jesus understand the deepness of our wounds? Jesus lived and he died, and he was betrayed by one of his friends, right? One of those that was closest to him 
betrays him. And so he understands that. He understands the, the deep wounds that can happen in life. And here's what it is. I, I love this about Jesus, is that when he shows up in the, in the new body, like the cool one, right? Like he looks normal. He's like cooking fish, but the other day he was like walking through walls, all right? And so, but when he shows up, those wounds are still there. So we don't have to glaze over our stuff. We don't have to fill it in with fakeness. We can be real. Those deep wounds that, that might still be emotionally in you, Jesus can heal those wounds. It doesn't mean that they just disappear. It means that he can mend them and heal them. And we walk together in that. So what, is the, what are the things hoped for? All of those things and more. And really, it's the good news of the kingdom of God. That's what's hoped for. And here's what I wanna say. Maybe you've heard that, um, yeah, if I, if I say the right thing and I say the right prayer and then I behave halfway decent for the rest of my life, I get to go and become, I don't know, I get, I get wings and a diaper and, and a bow and arrow and I get to live in this place that I guess on a cloud, which is really weird. Like, I don't know why anybody would desire that. That's just weird. Like, I don't want that. I don't want the diaper. I don't want the bow and arrow. I don't want to live on a cloud. Okay? <laughs> the good news about this is living in the kingdom of God is this, that the kingdom of God is here and now. Right? Jesus comes in, and the kingdom of God comes with him. God's rule and reign is now. The good news is that we get to live in the presence of God right now, that we get to be Jesus to the people around us. We don't have to wait for this time to say, I can't wait to be in your presence. God, I love you because you came down to earth and you made your presence available to us now. I've been thinking a lot about this lately, this, this good news, where we might have thought when maybe, maybe you guys thought it was like the good news was, whoo, man, I don't have to burn forever. Like that was your like ticket, you know? Someone scared the mess out of you and was like, <clears throat> you better believe or you're gonna, you know, and you're like, I don't know if that was the way to go about that. I just wonder if the better news is like, how about eternity with God that begins now? That's really good news. And then we get to live that right now. And I've been thinking about this a lot is even through the dark night of the soul, there's hope found in Jesus. Even through the pain and suffering, there's a light that has come. And it's not just for the goodies, for the people that we think are good enough. It's for everyone. And I've been doing a lot of thinking about people I don't like. Seriously. You know, and I'm like, okay, God, first of all, change my heart. It was what is wrong with me? All right, I'm trying to be like you. You, man, you love people that, like, didn't like you at all. All right? You showed them grace and you showed them mercy. 
okay? And then so how am I to respond to those people? God, um, in, in my suffering, how can I be like Jesus? And, and so the reality of this thing, the things that are hoped for are maybe Christmas gifts under a tree, <laughs> maybe the new iPad, maybe the new Tesla, right? If you're into that type of thing. But really, what, what is the hope is this, that in the midst of everything, that Jesus is Lord. And because of that, that we can live more fully, even now, in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our loss, in the midst of our joys, that Jesus is in control and he is the hope of the world. So I just wanna read that one more time. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's Emmanuel, Christ with us. So what I'd love for you to do, a little homework, if you will, it's not too heavy, is why don't you go home, maybe even on the way home, if you're not driving, um, why don't you think of things that maybe you've lost hope for? And maybe the things that you have hope for. And I would just say to us all, why don't we write those things down? And why don't we do something even more crazy? Why don't we just say, God, do with these what you will. But my hope is in you. And why don't we like lay these things down at Jesus' feet and say, you are in control. And so I just wanna pray a blessing over you before you leave. And uh, so if you'll stand we're gonna pray, I'm gonna pray this. And so, God, I just come to you humbly this morning and say, would you just bless us with the hope that is found only in you? With true life that is only found in you. Father, I just thank you so much that you meet us where we are. That out of the dust, you pick us up. And that you clean us off. And that you make us right. And the reality is, Jesus, you are our only hope. So God, my prayer and my blessing today is that you would open our eyes to see that. That we would be blessed with the reality of the kingdom of God. The reality that you, the son of God, desires a relationship with us. That in the darkest of places, you are the eternal light.
that you are our strength, that you are our fortress. And it's in you that we find hope. So God, I pray as we walk out of these doors today that we would be people of hope. Not people that have everything together, but people of hope. And that our hope would be found in you. God, as you're planting the seeds deep in the soil, and some of them are painful, I pray that they would grow as you want them to grow. God, that we would grow as you want us to grow. Help us, Jesus, to be more like you to the people around us. Help us to love well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's gonna be some people up here that are more than willing to pray with you about things that might be going on in your life. And uh, we believe this, that God actually answers prayers. All right? And so if you would like prayer, there's gonna be some people that are up here. Um, Other than that, have a great day. And I hope to see you next week. Peace.